Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am your host, Michael Boldea, and as always, it is a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, if I sound a little bit nasally, it's because uh, I caught something that my wife has. No, it's not the Rona, even if it were 99.8% of survivability. So, you know, I'm sure I'd be here next week too, uh, unless God decides that it's my time then if he does so decide that it is my time, no amount of uh, face diapering, whether one layer, two layer, or five layers, would make an ounce of difference. Because uh, when your name comes up, your name comes up, man. There's people that are pushing 100 that survive everything from stage four cancer to the Rona to no immune system, then there's people in their 30s that do triathlons for fun that drop dead of a heart attack out of the blue while eating some tofu or some tofurkey or some soy. You know, a nice soy latte, non-fat, no whip. Uh, those, those people really know how to live. And yet, there they are, 30 clutching their chest on a beautiful day, wondering, why didn't I have a burger last night? At least I would have died with the memory of having eaten a burger. But that's neither here nor there. I'm sure vegans are happy people, although uh, from, from what I've seen, all the happy ones are hiding in their homes. Because every vegan that I've met, uh, well, let's just say they're uh, one, one strange look from snapping. They think you look at them weird when you don't. Imagine if, if I did give them a look. But uh, to get back to the program, because uh, we, we, we got sidelined and derailed quite early. Uh, this is a recording, as has become customary. I let you know, just because things can happen. And I don't want you to feel as though I overlooked something or missed something. Uh, but it is. It is April 1st, the year of our Lord, 2021. And uh, April Fool's has been canceled because, uh, well, there isn't anything uh, more cringeworthy that we can do to each other than uh, having Mr. Robinette Biden in office. So uh, nobody's pulling, you know, April Fool's pranks anymore because the biggest joke is eating his pudding, getting ready for his uh, midday nap at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern. Um, I don't know. Maybe you missed it. Maybe you didn't. I, I tried not to watch it, but for your sake, I did. Uh, Mr. Robinette Biden's first press conference. And uh, I can admit when I was wrong, when I'm wrong. Okay, let's, let's just start there. I, your humble host, can admit when he's wrong. And uh, 
I, I honestly, I was wrong. Uh, I, I thought there was a chance we could uh, get through these four years unscathed. A small chance, but a chance. Having seen his performance at the press conference, uh, there no longer remains any doubt in my mind, uh, we all going to die. That about encapsulates it. We all going to die. So not only are we picking fights with people um, above our weight class, I, I think I talked about that last time where uh, Mr. Robinette's trying to pick a fight with Putin by calling him a killer. Um, look, in order to understand just how much of the quote-unquote media is propaganda, all you have to do is, is watch a press conference that Donald Trump did anywhere between 2016 and 2020, and then watch a press conference that Mr. Robinette Biden did. Uh, and the kind of questions that each of these gentlemen were being asked, and the way that they were being asked it. And... Uh, not to be overly dramatic, but Mr. Robinette Biden did not impress me in the least. And if anything, he solidified my opinion that his cognitive abilities, uh, well, let's just say, are a wee bit lacking. Especially when you have to deal with, uh, you know, real predators. Especially when you have to deal with uh, people that, can sniff out a weakness from a mile away. Because uh, shortly after the Chinese uh, gave us a spanking in Alaska and uh, Joe Biden had to backtrack on his uh, Putin, uh, you know, he thought it was corn pop. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe Mr. Robinette Biden thought Putin was corn pop, and all you had to do was come out with the rusty chain and corn pop would go away. But guess what? People like Putin are not corn pop, and people like Putin are not afraid of an old man that can barely keep himself erect when he's not falling upstairs. So let's just leave it at that. So shortly after these two things... uh, NATO fighters are now intercepting uh, Russian military aircraft near Alliance uh, airspace. Because as I've told you in the past, as I've kept repeating incessantly because it needed to be said, uh, when a predator smells weakness, he feels emboldened. When you project weakness as an individual being a leader or as a nation, or when you make it known that your priority isn't the defense of your country, it's not a strong military, but it's waving the transgender flag by the White House. By the way, Beth Moore, hope you're proud. Is Dr. Jill's hair still wavy? Is it as wavy as the transgender flag waving at the White House? Let us know, Beth. Anyway, let's get into this because it's important. 
See, the, the, the big dogs that were held at bay during uh, the administration of the Orange Menace are no longer being held at bay. You see, there is a marked difference between how Donald Trump started his presidency and how Mr. Robinette Biden is starting his. And if for one second you think the world isn't watching, if for one second you think every single one of these people don't have people that are glued to their televisions hoping to catch a snippet of what utter idiocy came out of Mr. Robinette Biden's mouth, then you're fooling yourself. You see, they, they form strategies based on the perceived weakness of their opponent. And make no mistake about it, Russia, China, Iran, and all these other major players see us as an opponent. They see us as an enemy. I know, I know, we could all wave flowers and sing Kumbaya, and then the world would live as one. John Lennon got his answer when he got shot in the face on the street. What's it going to take for us to realize that uh, Imagine was just a song by a drug-addled fool? It wasn't a roadmap to utopia. So the next time you hear, oh, can you just imagine that there would be no borders? Yeah, and you'd have six billion people in America. And then they turn this country into complete fecal matter, and then if hard-working, industrious people would move to the places these people came from and built it up and made it work, guess what? They'd want to emigrate back. Again, how do I put this gently? Uh, seeing the gullibility of Americans is somewhat endearing, but only to a certain extent. After a point, you have to scratch your head and go, all right, you're just dumb then. It's one thing to be naive. It's one thing to be gullible. It's one thing to never have left the U.S., mainland or otherwise, and not understand how the world operates, how the world works, how other people think, how... Other cultures are incompatible, let's say, to your own culture. So, to a certain extent, I understand it's endearing, the naivete. However, when you hear story after story after story of rape and murder and fentanyl being brought in and, and all these people... What do you mean by these people? You know what I mean by these people. Stop. I'm not against legal immigration. I'm a legal immigrant. But when people who are unvetted, people who you have no idea where they're from, start pouring across your border, at some point, the wrong type of person is going to come across that border 
and they're going to have ill intent. But after uh, Alaska and our uh, tete-a-tete with the Chinese, which, uh, have you, okay, some people shouldn't be in the office they're in. I understand. You're trying to, it doesn't matter if they're qualified anymore. Meritocracy is out the window. Are they gay, bisexual, transgender? Are they, I don't know, albino? Are they nearsighted? Are they the first something? Are they the first pan-Asian, transsexual, peg-legged albino to fill that office? Because if they are, it doesn't matter if they eat their own boogers and don't know how to spell their name. Man, it's the first. So Mr. Blinken, who has no idea what he's doing, way out of his league, went out to have a tete-a-tete with the Chinese. And the Chinese basically just raked them over the coals for a couple hours and then just kicked them in the face for good measure. Um, Mr. Tony Blinken should not be in that job. I'm sorry. He doesn't. No, come on. But 85% to 90% of the Biden administration and the people that are filling high positions shouldn't be in those jobs. Because the only reason they're there is because they're the first something. Uh, remember uh, Dr. Levine, the brilliant and beautiful Dr. Levine, the one that could give uh, Dr. Uh, Biden a run for her money and looks? She got confirmed. She's uh, assistant HHS, Health and Human Services. Here we come. Because it's not about qualification. I mean, Dr. Levine, by all accounts, has mental issues. They need to be treated. He thinks he's a woman. But hey, he's the first to be assistant HHS secretary. I know, I know. See? Almost as beautiful as Dr. Jill, but her hair's not as flowing. Now, unless, like I said, Beth Moore comes out and praises Dr. Levine for her glorious, blinding beauty, uh, then, then Beth Moore's transphobic. That's, that's the only conclusion I can come to. But back to NATO, because, you know, while we're playing uh, the, these foolish, insane wokeism games, uh, there are adults throughout the world sharpening their knives and licking their chops because they see the vulnerability of this country as an invitation to aggression. NATO fighters intercepted half a dozen groups of Russian military aircraft near Alliance airspace under six hours. So in under six-hour span... Six different groups of Russian military aircraft were intercepted near Alliance airspace. Pray tell, why would the Russians do this? Because they knew they could. Because they knew they could get away with it. Because they knew that NATO is in no position to be aggressive towards the Russians. NATO scrambled jets 10 times Monday, ooh, 10 times, to intercept Russian military planes near Alliance airspace. 
Fighters intercepted six groups of Russian military aircraft in less than six hours, NATO said. The same day, NORAD identified and tracked a Russian maritime patrol aircraft operating near Alaska. But hey, that doesn't matter as long as Dr. Jill's hair's flowing and that Muppet, that's Assistant HHS Secretary, can say she's uh, the first beautiful transgender to try to get your kids doped up on testosterone blockers at four. Thank you, Beth Moore. I salute you and sip my hot beverage. Ah, anyway, I know. I'm in that kind of mood today. It's because I, I don't like being sickish. And I'm not really sick, but I'm just, you know, I, I hate being boogery. By the way, yes, we went to the water park, saw a real-life human dookie floating in the pool, so that was fun. Life just gets better and better. Now, it could be worse. I could be the former pastor of the Free Will Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma. Uh, If you haven't heard this story, uh, let's just call it a cautionary tale. Because there is a reason the Bible specifies what a leader should be, what a pastor should be, what what, what, what a bishop should be. There's a reason. So, a pastor in Ada, Oklahoma, was gunned down recently. And everyone was shocked and everyone was alarmed and everyone was saddened, and rightly so. But as the story began to unfold... they realized there was more to the story. And there's a reason that I'm going to go into this, and it's not just because of the salacious nature of it. It's because it proves that the Bible is right. Harmony Free Will Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma, grieved in fresh shock Friday as investigators alleged their late pastor, David Charles Evans, was a swinger. And his widow confessed to plotting his murder with a man she spent three nights with while he was in Mexico on a mission trip. Now, do we need to unpack that sentence? Because that was just one sentence. Do we need to unpack it? I'll just read it again and let you unpack it for yourself because there's a lot there, kids. Harmony Free Will Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma, grieved in fresh shock Friday as investigators alleged their late pastor, David Charles Evans, was a swinger. So this is, this is where the first major hiccup arises. And I get the feeling 
that it's because of this first domino that the other dominoes fell into place. Because if the late pastor, David Charles Evans, were not a swinger, then likely his widow, or now widow, would not have spent three nights with the man who murdered him while he was in Mexico on a missions trip. Because I get the distinct impression that if the late Pastor David Charles Evans was a swinger, his beloved betrothed and now widowed wife likely knew of his swingering. Perhaps she even participated. Because I'm assuming it's kind of hard to be a Swinger of one. I don't know how to put that. I don't, these, again, again, there's a reason that the Bible details what a leader should be. There's a reason reason the Bible insists that you be holy. There's a reason. The Bible says a leader, a shepherd, should be the husband of one wife. Now, technically, apparently, David Charles Evans was. However, the whole swinging thing, really not biblical. Just saying. All right, we're going to read this sentence one more time because it's a doozy. Harmony Free Will Baptist Church in Ada, Oklahoma, Grieved in fresh shock Friday, as investigators alleged their late pastor, David Charles Evans, was a swinger. And his widow confessed to plotting his murder with a man she spent three nights with while he was in Mexico on a mission trip. So the only thing that is alleged because I may get pushback on this. Well, come on, man. It's, it's not. It's propaganda. It's not true. No, no, no. The only thing that's alleged that has not been proven is the fact that the late David Evans Charles was a swinger. His wife confessed. She admitted to. She laid her soul bare and said, that she plotted the murder of her husband with a man she spent three nights with while he was away doing good work in Mexico. The circumstances that are now coming to light have taken us by surprise, and we are greatly saddened. I would be too, and isn't this always the case? Why, why is it that any times it comes out that a shepherd's a pervert or a pastor's a pervert, uh, the church feels the need to, to defend the perversion? I've always wondered that. Because the church came out and said, we're aware that even pastors can succumb to human frailty. I'm sorry, being a swinger isn't succumbing to human frailty. You weren't tempted by the piece of pie in the fridge. 
You made the active decision to go out looking. You made the active decision to engage in, as the kids like to say, coitus with someone other than your wife or your husband. And your beloved wife, whom apparently you had no issues with being used by other men, plotted and executed your execution with the man that she spent three nights with while you were in Mexico. I hope you had some fajitas. Would this entire drama had unfolded if the late pastor David Charles Evans would have followed the letter of scripture been the head of his household the husband to his wife taking care of his flock hadn't gone out swinging He'd likely still be alive. I wouldn't be talking about him. And his wife would have likely had to try and murder him on her own. (sighs) Pastor Evans was shot dead inside his home last Monday, hours after he warned his flock in a moving sermon that the devil would seek to kill and destroy them for being witnesses to God's power in the world. All right. See, now I guarantee you at some point the idea of blackmail had arisen. If he started shortstopping this with that kind of sermon, it likely would have leaked within the next couple of weeks that he was a swinging perv. And and believe me, I've seen too many of these things happen. I've seen the way people react to these things happening. And I guarantee you it would have come out within the next month. Congregation would have found somehow that Pastor Evans was practicing and engaging in extracurricular activity. And all he needed to do was backstop it. Well, the enemy's going to try to kill and destroy us. He's going to come out with all kinds of salacious and slanderous things. Why, the devil might even accuse me of being a swinger. See, that, that's how these duplicitous people work. That's how they act. And again, the gullibility of some is endearing. But at a certain point, you got to call it what it is. Look, I've had people accuse me of living a boring life. Because on any given day, you'll know exactly what I'm doing. I'm either home or picking up the kids or at the grocery store or at the office. There's not much variance in my life. I don't go seeking excitement. I had enough excitement seeing a human dookie in a pool at a water park last Saturday to last me a lifetime.
And there's a reason for that. If you go looking for something, chances are better than good that you're liable to find it. And if you're the one actively seeking out something, and then in the seeking out of that something you fall into the snare that you were seeking after in the first place, don't blame the devil. You did it yourself. You wanted to do it. You wanted to fall into the snare. You were looking for it everywhere. The devil hadn't even set it up. You were actively searching for a snare to fall into. It's okay to have what others deem a boring life. I'm a happy cat. But see, little things make me happy. Seeing my kids argue over the last piece of French toast in the morning makes me smile. Because eventually they come to the consensus that it's better to divide it. They pull a Solomon. Let's cut it in half. You have one and I have one. Perfect. You're learning. God bless. But there are a lot of people and a lot of people in ministry and a lot of people in leadership who apparently need some sort of added excitement in their life. Being a bondservant of Christ is not exciting enough. Being a shepherd of men is not exciting enough. Good old Pastor Evans needed to swing. And his swinging got him killed. Because I don't care how accommodating and, and embracing of the lifestyle his wife was, there is no woman whose husband allows her to be used by other men who feels as though she's treasured and cherished once he's done it. Momentary pleasure is just that. It's momentary. But then you start piecing pieces together and you start thinking things through and you go, wow. The man who's supposed to defend me unto death, the man who's supposed to jump out in front of a car to save my life, was perfectly fine with another man putting hands on me and doing other things because I'm assuming it wasn't a Bible study swingers club. There's no way of knowing, but if there were, I promise you, Pastor Evans would be alive today had he not gone down the road of corruption whenever he decided to go down the road of corruption. And I'm sorry, congregation. I'm sorry, sheep of Pastor Evans's pasture. But when you go and actively seek out ways to satisfy your fleshly desires outside of your marriage vows, 
It's not succumbing to human frailty. It's being a perv. It's being an adulterer. It's being someone that is not fit to lead the people of God. So let's stop defending the indefensible, shall we? Oh, and and those churches that we're calling uh, the rest of us transphobic and hateful, when the whole idea, remember... uh, the, the, the cross-dressing book-reading thing, the whatever, I, I even forgot what it was, where, where mentally ill men dressed up as women would come and read children's stories to children. Remember that whole thing? Remember how some churches opened up their sanctuaries for this to happen? Because, you know, it's tolerant and inclusive. Transgender story hour. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since it happened, but I kept forgetting to do it. A judge in the city of Milwaukee, yes, right next door to where I live, has been arrested for having and distributing child pornography. And guess what else this judge was known for? Starting a chapter of transgender story hour or cross-dresser story hour or pervy Pete wants to touch kids story hour in Milwaukee. So a man who started a chapter of drag queen, that's what it's called, drag queen story hour. uh, For whom churches opened their sanctuaries so that impressionable children might come and sit on a man's lap while he's dressed in a dress with full makeup and regalia, has been arrested for possessing and distributing, and by what I've read, um, making pedophilic videos, child pornography, So all those inclusive churches, you're now raving, you know, the the homosexual flag on one side and the transgender flag on the other. We embrace everybody. Love is love and love is love. If you allowed your children to go and be part of this debauchery, Maybe sit him down and ask them if anything untoward happened while a man dressed in a dress read them stories as they were sitting on their lap. So, again, this man was a judge in the city of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was uh, the originator of the Drag Queen Story Hour chapter in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he was arrested for making and distributing child pornography. But hey, there's nothing wrong with these people. You're being judgmental. What's wrong if a man likes to feel a little lacy dress on his body? 
and call himself Wanda, even though his name is Bill. You need to be a little more inclusive because, you know, the churches are empty because of people like you. You know what? If that's why churches are empty, then praise God that the churches are empty. But that's not why the churches are empty. The churches aren't empty because I'm unwilling to accept that a man who pretends to be a woman is actually a woman, or I'm unwilling to let a pervert read stories to my kids while my kids are sitting on his lap and then find out he was arrested for child porn two months later. That's not why the churches are empty. The churches are empty because they're flying the transgender flag. The churches are empty because they're flying the homosexual flag. The churches are empty because there's no longer righteousness and holiness and sinfulness and darkness. The churches are empty because they're defending the actions of people like Pastor Evans, who was a swinger. Well, you know, human frailty. Seriously. Is this how far gone we are? Because if it is, then what's the point of any of this? If the best you can muster is that because a man let his wife be used like a toilet by other men, it's human frailty. And not his own failure as a human being, as a husband, as a Christian, as a pastor, and everything else. If all we can do is, is, is defend the indefensible and not go, he was wrong. If he wouldn't have done this, he wouldn't be dead. I promised myself I wouldn't get angry today. I had a lovely time last night. It was a friend's birthday. I had tacos and a giant slice of Oreo cake. I should be happy. But then you come across stories like this. And you shake your head. Because at the same time, there's so-called spiritual leaders like Beth Moore who tell you it's because we're not more inclusive, because we're not more validating of their lifestyle. The church is on the outs that we're descending Like I said, between having my child sit on the lap of a pedophile dressed in a dress just so I could seem inclusive or trying to excuse my dead pastor and his homicidal wife and their behavior by calling it human frailty when obviously it wasn't. Um, I, I'd rather have a church of four in my own home. Me, my wife, and my little kitties. Because the sword is here. It's, it's not coming. It's not off in the distance. It's not something that we look for at a time long hence. The sword is here. And it is well deserved. 
Three days after the pastor was killed, his wife, Christy Evans, 47, who previously told police that an intruder had shot her husband, confessed to investigators with the Ada Police Department uh, that the intruder, Khalil Dimi Square, 26, was known to her. Square, she told police, had spent the night with her on March 17th, 18th, and 19th, while her husband was on mission trip to Mexico. Christy Evans told investigators that she and her husband led a secret life as swingers and met Square for sex at a Super 8 on more than one occasion months ago. On one of those occasions, Christy secretly dropped her phone number on the floor for Khalil, an Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation agent reported in arresting documents obtained by the Oklahoman. Christy continued to communicate by phone daily with Khalil without David's knowledge. She then asked him to kill her husband and provided him with a gun and bullets. She reportedly left the back door of the home open, the home that she shared with her late husband on the night of his murder. At one point, Square crouched down in the couple's dining room because she was worried about making too much noise. But Christy Evans urged her lover to proceed with the plan to kill her husband. She said she called the police after her husband was shot and Square ran through her back door. The pastor's widow, who interviewed with investigators several times, also claimed her husband called her names like slut, fat, ugly, and whore. Ah, Pastor Evans. She shared these concerns with Square, and he replied, Damn! I'm just reading the article. She further told her young lover, It would be nice to have more freedom. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I hadn't even read this whole thing. I just read the title, and it made me cringe. But he's making sense, no? He's making very, very much sense. In his sermon on Sunday, March 21st, during which he revealed he had only recently returned from his mission trip to Mexico the week prior, Evans preached about the popularity of Christianity from John 12, 1 to 11. He examined the final days of Jesus' ministry on earth, including why the chief priest in the scripture wanted to kill Lazarus after Jesus raised him from the dead. <sighs> so, that happened in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Just in case you thought, you know, all the blue states are evil and all the red states are righteous. No, there's, there's sin everywhere. This is why you have to guard your heart. 
This is why you don't go looking for the snare. Be content in the presence of God. Be content in fellowship with Christ. Be content with the partner that God has given you, whether your husband or your wife. Look for the good things, the good qualities. Because apparently, the late Pastor Evans no longer saw the good qualities in his wife. He saw her as fat and ugly, a slut and a whore. His wife's words, not mine. You see how the devil works? Huh? I know, you're out with the flashlight looking for the snare. But the snare was laid out long before Pastor Evans and his, uh, well, whorish wife went out looking for uh, swinging encounters at the Super 8. They fell into the snare the moment they stopped valuing one another and treasuring one another and cherishing one another. They fell into the snare the moment he no longer loved his wife like Christ loved the church. What happened in the final days, what happened on the night that Pastor Evans went to the great beyond to receive his judgment, was just the outcome. It was the finality of having fallen into the snare long ago. So, this is what's happening. Because I know, we... I, I keep getting messages from people. Well, brother, at least the church is still there. Mm-hmm. How much of it? Honestly, how much of it? Because in our incessant desire to lower the standard for ourselves so that Our conscience could be soothed at the idea that we're going to get away with some things. We were forced to lower the standard for everyone else. And then, human nature being what it is, to the flesh, it's all well and good when leaders and shepherds and pastors and evangelists fall because we have someone to point to. Jimmy Swaggart did it. Why can't I? Pastor Evans did it. Why can't I? Well, because the Bible says you can't. And that should be the only reason. But then if you think it through, there's also another reason. 
chances are better than good that if you go on and do something you know you're not supposed to just because somebody else did it, you may end up on the floor bleeding out, staring at your ceiling going, how did I get here? You may end up on national television bawling your eyes out, I have sinned! Only to sin again a couple months later. So, the consequences of sin, although extending beyond this present life, are sometimes very final in this present life as well. So I I don't know who this was for. I wasn't even planning on spending more than 10 minutes on this today. But if if you're still listening uh, and uh, you need a, a nugget to extract from these 50 minutes of rambling, is if God has given you a wife, treasure her as you ought. If God has given you a husband, treasure him as you ought. And when you treasure each other, and when you value each other, and when you are satisfied and complete in each other, then the chances of one of your lovers shooting the other one in the face in your own home comes down to zero. Just saying. Just saying. All right. I know. Look, we we rambled for 50 minutes, but hopefully you understand the reason for it. You understand why I had to go through it. Because everybody thought, or everybody thinks, at least in in former pastor whatever's church, that the snare he fell into was the swinging at the Super 8. No, the snare that he fell into was no longer cherishing his spouse. That was the snare. The, 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 the whole Super 8 thing and his wife's 26-year-old lover pumping lead into him, those were the consequences of having fallen into the snare. Uh, but yes, uh, apparently uh, Dr. Jill really did believe she was smart and she tried to speak Spanish the other day. Uh, that didn't go over very well because, you know, like Pete Buttigieg, uh, no eres uh, español uh, porque no hablo yo. Uh, who, who else tried to speak Spanish? Oh, oh Spartacus tried to speak Spanish. Uh, the guy that wants to take away your guns tried to speak Spanish. I, you know what? If, you, if you're not Spanish, stop trying to speak Spanish. You're not impressing anybody. Uh, but yes, Dr. Jill, uh, still uh, on a residual high from being praised by uh, Beth Moore, uh, decided that she could take on Spanish speaking and apparently fell flat on her face. I'm sure Beth was there to pick her up. 
and wipe away the tears. And speak to her in a soothing voice, esta bien, esta bien, Dr. Jill. Esta bien. Anyway, I thought, a little levity at the end, because this is a dark one. But this is the reality of what is happening in, in, in your country, and I'm not talking about in Hollywood. I'm not talking about in New York. If you knew what was happening in Hollywood, you, you'd throw up half the day and you'd, you'd, I don't know, drink rubbing alcohol for the rest of the day, trying to get the rest of it out. You'd shower with boiling water if you knew what these people did. Because that's what hollow people do when they're empty inside, when there's nothingness residing there forever. The only thing that is certain is that their end is nigh, that they will soon die, and there's nothing they can do to stave that off. Judges, a judge, a judge, child porn. Same judge who, hey, Drag Queen Story Hour is about inclusiveness and it's about understanding and it's about embracing other people's beliefs. Sorry, not when your beliefs include my children and the exploitation thereof. The one thing that I, I, I'm still, and I, it's not really surprise. I'm just, I'm in awe. That's a good word. I'm in awe of how fast everything seems to be falling apart. I'm not surprised by it, but I am in awe because we've always known that it's a lot easier to destroy something than to build something up. But when the people destroying it actually relish destroying it, then they go about it, uh, let's just say with gusto. And that is what is happening to this constitutional republic. Communists and socialists of all stripes have taken to dismembering and destroying this nation with gusto. And the fact that people like Beth Moore are praising it goes to show you just how ignorant some people can be. Anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. I did not have time for questions today. But I'm sure Gino will regale you for the next three to four minutes. Until next week, God bless you. God keep you. We'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you, Mike. Uh, I am at a scripture that pretty much puts in perspective what Mike said. Ephesians 5.3 But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not be once named among you as become its saints. And 1 Corinthians 6.18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a man commits is outside his body, but he who sins against sexually sins against his own body. God says flee 
those unclean sins, flee them. And it's, as Mike said, despicable that someone in pastor or pastoral position who's telling others and speaking the truth supposedly to others or supposed to do that would fall into such Ichabod. And that's one reason, and you hear it a lot every week, you need the Holy Spirit in the church. You need the, the Holy Ghost power in the church. The Holy Spirit in the church speaking and using vessels to warn and to whether, even warn the pastor. There was a vessel in that church that had the power of prophecy or words of knowledge. You surely know God would address the wicked conduct of this pastor and his wife. But Mike is right, the pastor's guilty for leaving that family and his wife down such a disastrous road. And, you know, think about his fate now, dead, murdered, the fate of the, not only where he ends up, and it won't be heaven, but, you know, the fate of this church with the stain over it. The fate of his family with this t- tremendous stain over it. A lot more than one domino fall, family falls. And, you know, God, look at his wife's going to prison. He's dead. And this wicked young man that killed him won't see the light of day probably again outside of prison. And it's, we're not to even tolerate leaven like this in our life you know a little leaven leavens the lump and it's it's as mike spoke it a very you know sad topic to have to address but how much is this going on in our country look at carl lynch pastor hillsong who meets a gal not his wife doesn't even tell her he's a pastor doesn't tell her ministry and that he's married and goes down a seven or eight month, maybe longer road of adultery. I mean, you got to be void of God at all in your heart and life to do that. So it's why judgment's coming to America, and, and we got to just pray for our own hearts to stay close and right with God, and have a healthy fear of God too, to avoid even the appearance of evil. God bless you so much. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com. Or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.